welcome back to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I am Tim Genovese, a web developer and sales noob for Oz Marketing. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so with me, I have Oliver Young and J.D. Diz Bradley. <laughs> what is up? What is good? Uh, to school me a little bit and uh, help me become a better salesperson. And in doing so, I hope that they can help you as well. Today, we are going to talk about mental toughness uh, and why mental toughness is important in sales. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just going to get right into it. JD, uh, why is mental toughness something that we need as salespeople? Well, you know, something that I, uh, I've been thinking actually a lot about this lately. Um, I train a lot of uh, young and up and comers, um, these young bucks and gals that come in and they're, they're just full of fire and they're excited and, and they want to try something new. And, 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 and it seems like we have become, and, and I know we're used to this, uh, such a push button, instant gratification society. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a button for everything now. Um, you <laughs> they, know. they have, I don't know if they still make these, but a few years ago, they made these little like physical buttons you can put in your house to order your Amazon <laughs> products. If I want to order more, you know, more Tide laundry detergent, oh. there's a button I can install next to my washing machine and push it and it's here tomorrow. I, I you know, I don't know how many things we've door dashed mm-hmm. to the house. I feel so gluttonous every time food shows up <laughs> on my porch. I just think to myself, am I that lazy that I ha- can't drive and literally down the street to go get my own food? I don't understand what that is, right? <laughs> but that's that feels like that's part of the society that we become is is this instant give it to me now gratification. And when I talk about mental toughness, it's about it's about having the the necessary mental fortitude to endure work. Um, when, when some of these, these, these younger people come in and, and I'll tell you what, I've seen a lot of talent, a lot of passion, a lot of potential out of everyone always talks, Oh, millennials, millennials. I, you know what? I'm, I'm not buying it because I've seen a lot of really, really met a lot of really cool millennials, a lot of kids that Oliver Young, ladies and gentlemen, Oliver's a millennial. All right. So my apologies. I'm the oldest one in the room. I I am also, I, I am, I am what's known as an elder millennial, <laughs> elder, yeah. right? Born in 1984. Oh. So an elder millennial, but a millennial still. Uh, I watched Dukes of Hazard live, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. You've got to think of it this way. I see some of these kids that they, they are, they're talented. They can think, they can retain information, but they come in so used to a, a this push button, instant gratification. And, and what happens is, and in previous podcasts, we've talked about perfecting a process, right? Finding the silver bullet and the focus you need. And sometimes because things don't instantly happen, there's this weird lag between when I start and that first sale or actually generating, what do you, some consistency in selling that they, we lose them. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Oliver, how many times have we, have we spent so much time, effort and money in training and beginning to develop to only maybe 30 days later, not see the same people? Yep, absolutely. And, and, and the JD, what I see a lot of is, um, when, when I go out and I talk to people, I tell them the, th- everybody needs to sell cars for at least one year. Oh, I agree. And the reason why 100%. isn't is isn't because it's some magical thing. It's it's because it's 
it punches you in the face. Um, <laughs> and it, it helps you develop that mental toughness that's needed so that when you're facing life's challenges, because regardless of what, where you're at, what you do, we all have life's challenges. And that mental toughness is, is, is something that helps us succeed. Now, I, have you guys ever heard of the marshmallow study? Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So a marshmallow study. And, <laughs> I, know and, what, I know what kid I am. Yeah, go, <laughs> go on to YouTube. They, they've recreated it, but it's a famous study, and it shows it, it's where they, they put kids in the room, and they put a marshmallow there, and they say, hey, I'm going to be back, but if you don't eat the marshmallow, I'll give you another one. But if you eat it, then you don't get it. That's it. That's all, right? And so then they leave the room, and uh, and they watch the kids, and the kids, and they watched their lives after that study to see how successful they become. And the kids that were able to sustain or to resist eating the marshmallow, and had the mental fortitude and the mental toughness to say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna delay that gratification right now, and eat it and get two when they come back, those kids were, they succeeded far and above from the other kids that, that had to just eat it right now and have that, that instant gratification. And I think that goes right back to what you're saying, uh, Diz. It goes right back to how mentally tough are you to delay gratification and understand that as you put in the hard work, as you put in the time and energy and effort, that all of that will eventually pay off in the end. Well, and that's one of the struggles uh, that I had when I was selling, uh, well, not really selling anything, but when I was trying to sell RVs uh, all those years ago, one of the struggles I had coming on as a new salesperson was that uh, I was seeing my coworkers uh, make these sales and get these huge commission checks, uh, and and I wasn't doing anything right out of the gate, and I, I wanted to I just wanted to make that sale right off the bat. What I didn't understand was that, okay, this sale that, you know, John Smith just made, uh, he has been working that lead for, you know, three, four weeks, five weeks, you know, months maybe. He, he's been working that lead for a very long time, and he's he's been doing all of the things that he needs to do. So basically, there's what I'm saying is there's, there's a disconnect that I – made where I didn't see the start of that sale. All I saw was the end of it. I only saw the result of it. Yes. I, I didn't see all of the work that went into it. Yeah, absolutely. And that and and that's and that happens a lot. That happens a lot to brand new sales professionals. And what and what what happens um, is one of our new people starts and they're coming from a place where they have bills to pay. Mm-hmm. They have things coming up on them right then. And 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 they're leaving a job and and hopefully we haven't sold them a fake bill of goods that you're going to make all this money right right out of the gate, right? Um, And help them understand what growth and development and mental toughness actually is. But what happens is all of a sudden they don't have this short-term success in order to, to pay the things that they have looming in the distance right then. And they automatically just give up and they say, you know what? I can't do it. It's not going to take care of me right now in the interim. I don't have the time to develop into a really, really good car sales professional, which I'll tell you what, I absolutely love the men and women in our profession that go day in and day out that embrace the grind and understand what mental toughness really is because they are amazing people. I know what the stigma and the stereotypes are, and it couldn't be anything further from the truth. But 
But what we have to understand is when we get in or put ourselves in these positions that are going to re- require mental toughness, you have to know what it takes to sustain that toughness in order to get the results you need, right? But right out of the gate, they just sometimes just, they just give up because it's not that instant, oh, I'm selling cars. I just put 20 on the board. Now you, you get some freaks in nature, man. You get some, some guys and girls <laughs> in here that, that all of a sudden you're like, wow, they're better than our best. And I have no idea why. Um, and, and, and that's, and that's fine and dandy, but it's for those individuals that, that come in really want to succeed, but they struggle right out of the gate and they can't, they can't seem to get that consistency. And, and for me, JD, you know, talking about mental toughness is, is a lot of times we, we say we need mental toughness, but, um, how do you get it? You know, how do you develop that mental toughness? And for me, um, the way that I know I've developed it is creating a deeper purpose for my work. Um, when I look at my work, um, it's easy to kind of go, well, the reason why I work is I just want to make more money, right? Or something like that. But, but when, I, when I went deeper and said, why do I do what I do and why does it make a difference both in my life and my customer's life, that's when it, it allowed me to say, no, 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 I'm not only here just to make money because I can maybe make money somewhere else doing something else. I'm here to actually make and serve a bigger purpose. And once I had that deeper why behind what I do, that's when that gave me that mental toughness to say, you know what? No, I'm not going to quit because I understand why I do what I do and really be committed to being successful in that area. Oh, now you're, you're bringing up a really, really good point here because, um, <clears throat> you know, you, you, they always say that when your why is bigger than the how, then you'll find a way, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. When your why is bigger than the how, you'll find a way. And it does. It lends itself to that's almost immediate mental toughness. Like you're banking your toughness because your why is so big that no matter what the how is, right, you never let your circumstances dictate your character. So whatever the circumstance is, if my why is so big, I'm never going to allow it to dictate my character, then the how, the how becomes insignificant because I'll, I'll go through hell and back if my why is powerful enough. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that I feel like we need to address when we talk about mental toughness is burning the boat. Right. Yeah. Um, there's that old conquistador um, analogy that uh, they go to take an island and they all pull up and they're yeah we're gonna take the island yeah we're gonna take a, we're gonna take the island right and the and the captain says sweet burn the boats <laughs> and everybody looks at him in bewilderment going what did sit what hey uh come again right burn the what and he's like yeah burn the boats we ain't going back right. And mental toughness to me is, is when I start something, I burn the boat. I'm 100% both feet all in. You get 100% of my effort. When I have that proverbial half foot out, half foot in, you only get 50% of my effort. And sometimes we get people that, that, that come and start something. And this is in any industry, in any, anything that we do, they've got that proverbial wandering eye, right? And, it, and, it, and it's just, I'm half in, I'm half out. And mental toughness means I am going to sacrifice what's necessary to, when we talked about focus, 
focus in our last podcast to 100% focus because my why is so big, I'm all in. So it's about having the courage to to commit to the point where you're willing to at literally burn a boat. Burn a boat. Blow <laughs> up the bridge, man. Right? There's no yeah. way back. So I'm not saying everyone go out and burn your car, burn your boat, but but I am. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And JD, another another key role in in mental toughness is uh, is mental toughness with your team. Oh. Oftentimes, you know, uh, within teams, there we always don't align. Right. Uh, even within marriages, sometimes we don't align. Right. No, we get, we yeah. get in fights. We have. No, um, no. And so at work, sometimes we get we get in arguments. We don't always see eye to eye. And sometimes people struggle with that. Wouldn't you agree, J.D.? Oh, 100 percent. You know, I I, I I struggled with that a lot um, over the years with different careers that I've had. And. You know, one of the things that, and, and maybe you guys can shed some light on this too, is is obviously everybody has a different personality, right? Everybody's raised differently. Everybody comes from different backgrounds. Um, and for me, the eye-opening point uh, at which I was successful was I was able to understand what kind of personality I was dealing with. If I had a if I had a red, if I had a driver person right in front of me that was just the facts, ma'am, just get to the point. I knew how to help that person understand what I was trying to say. And, and, I, and I think that that lends a lot of credibility um, in a relationship business where a business is about relationships is understanding that if I don't get or understand the personalities around me, then I'm only going to get along with the people that are like me. That makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and I think that a lot of times when sometimes you get people with the same personalities that, that butt heads, but it takes a lot, again, mental toughness. It takes a lot of mental toughness to be able to deal with somebody that, that is completely opposite of you, mm. but, but to have to get along with them, to have to make it work because your why is what? It's so big, right? The how is insignificant. The who doesn't even play a role because my why is so big. I'm going to figure it out. But a really, really easy way to become more mentally tough in situations when it comes to relationships and the ability to work through those with people is to understand their personality type. Once I understand their personality type, it's actually really easy because then I can adjust the way that I talk, the way that I behave with those individuals, and it helps me navigate to get the things that I need and help them succeed the way that they need to succeed as well. Yeah, absolutely. And having those different personality types on your team That's is necessary. crucial, oh. right? I mean, if we all surrounded ourselves with people just like ourselves, where we are weak as we, we are weak because we all have the same weaknesses. It's not always right? gumdrops and rainbows. It's always gumdrops and rainbows. So surrounding ourselves with different personality types is a good thing. It's something that we want. And when you don't see eye to eye, it's hard to say, but that's a good thing. Right on teams. Um, there's a really good book uh, by Patrick Lencioni. I'm a, a big fan of him. Of his, it's called the Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Oh yes. And and um, the first dysfunction is you don't have trust, right? Um, and when you don't have trust within a team, you can't conflict. And when you can't conflict, you can't set goals and move things forward or hold each other accountable. And so. Good teams know how to first build trust amongst each other and then secondly, conflict with each other and be okay with it. 
They can bring up hard issues. They can fight them through because they have the mental toughness and trust built to be able to uh, uh, to be able to work through tough issues and create something better because they're both within the room. Okay. Um, and and so it's a really powerful book, uh, the Five Dysfunctions of a Team, talking about. Uh, how to work better on a team, and how to create good, positive conflict within teams. So that's why my mom sat my brother and I on the couch looking at each other until the conflict was resolved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she yes. had mental toughness. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, listen, the last thing I think <clears throat> I want to bring up when it comes to mental toughness um, is I, I love the word grit. Grit and resilience. Um, if I was to ask you both, what is your take on grit? What would you say? Grit. Yeah, go, Tim. Oh, why don't you address that first? I was. I was just gonna say. Uh, to to me, grit is uh, is just rolling up your sleeves and doing it. It's 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 you know, uh, for for lack of a better term, it's if there's some some crap that needs to be shoveled, it's going out and shoveling the crap. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, like poopers. That. Right. The poop. If there's poop on the lawn, yeah, pick it up. Pick person, up. And pick up the poop. You pick up the poop and just don't point at it. Yeah. yeah absolutely. You don't say hey, there's poop. Yep. And, and more than that, and I totally agree with you, Tim, it's the person that says, you know what, I'll do whatever it takes. Sure. Right. I'll do whatever it takes. If it means scooping up poop, I'll do whatever it takes. Um, grit is that ability to say, I, I know that there are going to be things that will come up that I can't expect. I have enough strength and my why is bigger than my how. That's huge. Right. And I will just dive in and, like you were saying, Tim, roll up my sleeves and make it happen. Um, but a, a lot of that, and I, this might get weird, <laughs> for me is, is based in faith. Now, the reason why I say that, and I'm not talking about like faith in God or spiritual. I'm talking about faith in a brighter future that you're going to create through your grit. Right. Um, And whenever I think of faith, I think of Martin Luther King. Right. Martin Luther King Jr. He he uh, I couldn't imagine being in the South fighting for what he was fighting for, having bricks thrown in my windows. He never saw the results of what he did, but he had faith that eventually through his fight, there would be a better world. And he created a better world through that. Sure, hundred percent, absolutely. And that that grit came through that faith and optimism that we can change things. And in sales, you have to believe that that you can have success. That you are the author of your book, and you have to have that faith to be able to have have the grit necessary to have that mental toughness. Yeah. And and I think a big part of grit goes back to our very first podcast and that was act. Yeah. You know, if you're not acting, action changes things, action, action cultivates things. If you're not doing that, then you know what? You don't have grit, grit, grit. I feel like is a verb, man. I feel like grit is something that progresses. Grit is something you have to have, but you have to do if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. In, so in, uh, in marathon running, um, I, I think we've, we've 
we've talked about this before. You know, the race is, is the smallest part. It's, it's, it's everything leading up to the race, it's the five months leading up to the race. And oftentimes that means that uh, there are going to be days when your legs are achy. There are going to be days when it's pouring down rain. There are going to be days when it's windy and you've got a 19-mile run ahead of oh. you. Uh, and what we like to say in, in the running world is embrace the suck. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, lean into it, uh, have, have the grit to do it, and have the faith to know that what you're doing is going to get you through the day, right? And, and I think another key, you're not alone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, and marathon runners, that's what's cool about the marathon runners is you're surrounded by a, a community that's embracing the suck. Every salesperson that's been in that sales grind, they, they, they have their person right next to them that's going through it with them. So lean on, lean on those around you. When you feel that you're not, that you don't have the mental toughness or your faith is questioned, go out and lean on somebody. Um, that's the power of, of thinking, uh, of, of really working with a team because they can help you get through those mental tough times. Absolutely. Embrace the suck. I like it. So again, guys, I've, I have been taking some notes. Uh, let me, let me run through what I've got out of this and tell me if I've missed anything. So number one, mental toughness is an absolutely key component in sales. We have to have the fortitude to endure our work. We can't take for granted that we're just going to get the sale, that things, that that things are just going to, to come to us. We can't have that instant gratitude gratification mindset. Um, how do we get mental toughness? Well, we can create a deeper purpose for our work. We find a bigger why. We make that why bigger than the how. If the why is bigger than the how, then the why is always going to win. But we also have to have the courage to commit, to set the boat on fire, burn the sucker down. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and then we also need to understand the personality types within our team. We have to have mental toughness as a team. We have to understand that our team is stronger. Uh, the, the more uh, diverse we are in our personality types. And that is a great thing. We've got to have the mental toughness to build trust with our team uh, and to embrace conflicts and to work through those tough issues. And finally, we have to embrace the suck. We've got to have the grit to get through the hard times and to have faith that uh, our team's will help us through and that the process will help us through. Uh, and and uh, we just need to absolutely take action. So uh, how, how'd I do? You oh, did fantastic. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Good recap. Wonderful. Well, guys, uh, I really appreciate this. Again, I'm so excited to go out and use these skills. Uh, and I want to thank you for being with me today, Oliver Young, uh, JD Diz Bradley. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate your time today. And we will be back with another episode of the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. Easy.